G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League podcast. We're the AFL fantasy podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars. We only talk about the lesser knowns and the players who are going to bring value to your draft and Keeper League teams. My name's Hef and I'm joined by special guest this week, Kays. How are you going, mate? Good, mate. Great to be back in studio, Hef, as always. Are you still getting used to being referred to as a guest and not co-host? Um, look, I would prefer a bit more <laughs> mayonnaise on top of everything, you know. I do know you, yes. Co-creator. Yeah. Um, Oracle. Founder. Co-founder. Founder. Yeah. Um, all Oracle extraordinary. Genius. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah. All that sort of all stuff. That kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll make sure I put that in the show doc for- Next time. Next time. Uh, how you been going? Like, anyway, how's your team been going? You can yeah, score right this week? Yeah, just fucking second top scorer of the league this week. <laughs> this week. Um, <laughs> Just smashing it, really. Yeah. Three and one. Who, who have you lost to so far this season? Uh, this dud coach <laughs> who was literally celebrating his fourth straight win this week until that's, it did not occur. That's a hundred percent lie. Until it did lie. not occur. I said it's my best start, and I'm well aware that it's not going to continue. I think I said in the chat this week. Uh, I thought it might have actually continued. Uh, I was looking to write until the guy I played had seven Geelong players, I reckon, in the last game. Mm-hmm. And it was looking to write until halftime, and then Geelong just went on a tear. And yeah, end up losing by about eighty points in the end. So you forget the actual the best player he's got in his team. Who's the best player in his team? Harry Sheasel. Oh, oh, of course, yeah. And With yeah, the VC loop. Yeah, VC loop. <laughs> well, Captain Sheasel. Did lost he have too. a donut too? He did have a donut as well. So you got yep. annihilated. You <laughs> well, got yeah. annihilated. <laughs> it was a very hot team, and my team did lay a few uh, goose eggs as well. So um, the balloon has burst this week. Oh, I'm missing. What am I missing? Jack Steele. Missing. Danny Rich will come back. He'll be fine. I need a few people in defence. Grader. Nah, I don't know about that. I'll be right. I've got to, lots of defenders I can trade you. Oh, I've got heaps of defenders too. That's my issue. I need some midfielders and some, and some forwards. That's a problem. But I think that's pretty much uh, everyone's problem across the keeper league land. Correct. Anyway. Oh, we'll get stuck in the show in a second, but. Uh, I'd just like to make mention that this show is brought to you by Game Day Squad. Uh, create, coach, and compete in fantasy footy. Uh, basically, this is how it works. Uh, you open digital packs and you get cards to make your team instead of selecting a player from the player's pool. Um, different kind of cards have different type of multipliers. Basically, you can go from you know one times their score to 1.5 as their fantasy score. Um, you also get free packs each week just for logging in. So, Case, uh, you've been playing a little bit. How's your team been going in Game Day Squad? Uh, not too bad. I have Check this weekend. Just been waiting for the uh, the update. The update. What's your What's your best card, mate? What's the player that you love and have in your team? Um, that's a very good question. Um, I actually quite like my. I don't. I haven't played him for a while, but my um, platinum Chad Warner is probably my favourite. Do you find it hard to get him on the field? With yeah, the cap squad? playing cap. Yeah. yeah, but I've got a few like goldies I really love, like Dan Rioli, Mason Redman, yeah, yeah. a few of these kind of guys. A few so keeper league type players. A few keeper league players. I picked up a gold Jordan, Jordan Dawson last night. Too, oh, moved so. into the midfield uh, mm. last few weeks. That's pretty so handy. Very to, uh, handy to own. But, uh, enjoying that's it. That's enjoying a great it. thing about the platform is it's a dynasty format. So um, yeah, it's very keeper league relevant relevant to this podcast uh, because you keep your cards from year to year. You don't uh, yeah get rid of them each year and stuff like that. So yeah, it's fun. It's uh, free. It's easy. Uh, head to. Yeah, what is it? Gamedaysquad.com.au to uh, have a go at that one. So Open your free weekly packs. I'm just checking if that, I don't know if it's been updated or not, but you're sitting sixth. Yeah, I think I'm I've got- 23rd. I think the last two players I had on my team, which were Dylan Moore and James Sicily, aren't added. So, I think right. I've got a couple of 60s there, but uh, yeah, nothing uh, fancy. So, I should be up you sixth. Today. I had a gold Dylan yeah. Moore. Yeah. So, what are you ranked? 23rd. 23rd. Not too bad. I'm getting there. Mm, getting there. 
All right, we'll get stuck into the main crux of the show. So we've got some new segments this year. I think uh, people have been enjoying them instead of us going through every round. But we'll start off with the breakout tracking. The first guy I want to talk about, Kays, is uh, a player that you own and you were crowing about on Saturday night, and that's yep. Ollie Florent. Yes. Uh, 122 points. What did you make of his game? I've really enjoyed, obviously, you know, watching him a lot closer this year as an owner. Um, loving his roll-off half-back. Um Looks like they really want the ball in his hands too, which is nice. He's become a bit of a, a distributor um, off halfback, obviously taking over the soon-to-be uh, retired Jake Lloyd. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like him and him and uh, Nick Blake have been given a bit of dash-out defence. But, yeah, um, Florence has been really, really good. I've been loving his role and um, loving his progression. What's uh, Lloyd ranking now? Is he a top five defender? I don't know, but he's probably less like than Florence. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, now nah, look, he's up to averaging eighty nine right now, which I think uh, Lloyd's well ahead of. But uh, anyway, um, two of his scores have been in the seventies, so he's not quite at that two G four P category yet. Mm. Well, sorry, he's probably one week away from it, and he's just showing glimpses, so he's getting there. Yeah, but look, honestly, if he kicked that game winner on the um, well, in his in his mind, he did. <laughs> well, it did look good. It dropped, it dropped really short, just like most of my approach shots into greens. Yeah. Just, you know, you think they're looking really good, and then next minute they're in the bunker. You know, so you've had enough of those shots to know he probably has. Oh, mate, that's, oh, the that's the issue. You know, that's the issue. There's no way I had enough wheels getting there. Sure. <laughs> anyway, like Ollie Florence definitely one to uh, look at uh, in the coming rounds. If he can get 2G4P status, he might be pretty handy. Uh, Mitch Owens had a great game, uh, 115 points. I don't remember how many goals he kicked, but it was a few. Um, but he's been awesome up forward. He kind of plays between like tall and small so it's mm-hmm. like you'd worry about a key forward because he's like 192 centimeters or something like that so you mm-hmm. worry about him he might be a key forward type but does play that kind of um that roving kind of forward role as well plus we know he's got midfield pedigree as well so mm-hmm. i think it's a no-brainer to pick him up i think i looked in the um the waiver pool he's still kind of lowly owned i know that's factoring a lot of drafts and there's a lot of shallow drafts now for um fantasy mm-hmm. but uh yeah he's definitely one to own um if you don't have him i played him on field in my dynasty league this year uh, this week and i was pretty happy about that so yeah he's yeah. looking really good i swear someone came out and said like i don't know when st kilda guys was like mitch owens is going to be like the next big thing like yeah they, well, they, everyone, when they he was the one they were liking to jack Steele, weren't they uh something was like that, that? but there was another there was another um reference like maybe a, like a really yeah good plan they're like yeah he's he's actually like the next the positive thing is he's just sitting thing. forward this season not going to the midfield but still scoring like he's his second big score i think of the year so he's going all right up there i uh, speaking of big scorers and young players with potential uh naziah wanganin miller are finally tunned up uh this season 107 points he's just warming into that kind of halfback role was on more of a wing uh, last season but he's taken kick-ins I think he took the most yeah he did take the most uh, kick-ins for St Kilda so another young saint to really get on board um, do we know that what's the comparison is is this um, St Kilda team incredibly high scoring fantasy wise compared to other Ross Lyon outfits yeah, I feel it that it's yeah. you know there's a lot more points getting around this St Kilda team than you know potentially one of one of the past and I think they're giving up points as well at the same time too so it's um yeah pretty fantasy friendly matchup whenever you've got them I think um, and then I still haven't watched the Saints properly like I watched uh, three quarters of this one this morning just a replay of it but like I still haven't watched them properly so I'm hard to get a read on what they're doing but uh, it looks like they're just kind of taking the game on um, mm-hmm. sharing the ball around and it looks like a bit of fun for them as well and they keep winning so they do. they're going to keep doing it I think um, Trent Rivers uh, one, another one of your boys Kay. Mm-hmm. so 103 points he was actually getting some CBAs this week I don't think it was three, huge but three think, CBAs yeah, yeah. Um, traditionally a halfback type uh, what's your take on his season at the moment well look he's just slotted into that halfback you know uh, role perfectly you know obviously it was Christian Salem most of um, last year or at least a couple of years before and you know we saw Jake Bowie Bowie whichever way you want to say it um 
do a good job in that role last year. Obviously, he's gone to absolute shit now because Trent Rivers has taken over that mantle. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's just he's the one who's kind of jumped. I think I said it last time I was on the pod, like, you know, when he first hit the scene, we were all, you know, like, Trent Rivers is going to be amazing. And well, then the, the junior he, fantasy. Yeah, and then massive. he was good, good junior, um, started his season, uh, started his career really well and then just kind of fell away a bit. But he's going to hit back as a, as a fourth year resurgence. And look, to be honest, like, I know Christian Salem, I think he's had a knee up now or something like that. And he's not going to be halfway through the season, but he's going to have to fight pretty hard to get his spot back because, you know, Rivers is, is playing some really, really good footy and, um, yeah, taking the game on and, and doing what we like to see from a fantasy point of view. I'll move on to uh, one of your Essendon boys, K's, uh, Sam Draper. Uh, 103 points. Um, Phillips was a late in to this game, which was a crazy anyway, because mm. a guy that was playing became the sub. But anyway, was a late out and became the sub. Don't, whatever, don't mess with uh, whatever the rules, genius. Whatever the rules are. But uh, look. Brad Scott, whichever Scott it is. So. <laughs> <laughs> the one that coaches your team. Yeah, the, the, Essendon, <laughs> the Essendon Brad Scott. Yeah. Chris Scott. Fuck, I don't know. I think it's Brad, the one that coaches you. But anyway. Um, look, Phillips came in late and it worked. They just worked Flynn into the ground as a tandem. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, what it was good for Draper, I guess, he sat forward a bit and he was actually pretty serviceable up there. Took a few grabs, um, had a few shocking shots at goal as well, but also kicked the goal. He's just a player that has shown so much promise, needs to back it up. You reckon he's still got it in him? I've never been a massive fantasy Sam Draper guy. Yeah. Um, I think he's more heart and soul player as opposed to a prolific fantasy scorer. Like, like I don't, like I don't think he's anyway. going to be... I don't, yeah, but I don't think he's ever going to be like a top 10 ruck. Yeah, okay. I don't think. Like, I think he's going to be a bit in and out. Um, and yeah, does he's very impactful, but I don't think he's as consistent as he wants someone being. Obviously, he's still young and, and can evolve, but he's not really one of my guys from a fantasy point of view, but do love the the passion he plays footy with uh, for the Dons. As a Bombers fan, I'll take your word for it because I'm not watching him close enough to really comment. Um, Noah Cumberland mm. had 102 points. Now, he was, came on on the sub last week and was super lively. I actually got a mention on the on the show last week, despite his low score being the sub, just how lively he was when he did come on. Mm. What do you make of his game? Really, really good. Uh it was kind of good to see them. I know Cochin uh, ended up being sub, but, you know, the kind of younger guys they brought in this week, uh, Sonsi did some good things. Um, yeah, Cumberland did some good things and um, Ralph Smith played really well too. So, um, I love Noah Cumberland. He's that kind of hybrid type forward. Yeah, he um, kind of can play tall, can yeah, play Yeah, he needs to put on thing. a bit of size to be really, you know, hardened AFL week in, week out. But definitely looks like he's got some some fantasy talent. And he's had a good start to his career. Yeah, and, and can kind of play that half that high half forward role, which we know can be very fruitful if, if played well. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I've definitely got the watch. He's on my watch list, you know mm. what I mean? Oh, so, definitely. Um, not 100% sold, but there's been some definite potential there over his you know, early early few games, that's for sure. Uh, Cam Rayner was back forward this week. And weirdly enough, we always thought, you know, moving into defense this year, that it would be better for his fantasy scoring. Mm-hmm. He scored heaps better playing up forward again. So, he did kick four goals to get to his 99 mm-hmm. points on the weekend. Is it sustainable, Case? I don't know. I've never really been a big Cam Rayner believer. Yeah. I was take, like last year when he was getting midfield time. But did take four goals to get that 99. That's probably my, my yeah. query. You know, he's not going to kick four each week. And the, and the game he played on whatever night it was, was Thursday night, was actually sensational. Like, yeah. probably the best game I've seen him play. And if it's the best game he's ever played, really, and he's only scoring 99, that's a bit of a, a worry. You know, if he, if he yeah. knocked out a 120, 130, you might be like, oh, this guy's really got it together. But... Um, I think he's probably more of a, a quality over quantity. Yeah, kind of I agree. Like, if he backs comes out next week, backs up with another one, I'll start to believe. But, uh, yeah, I'm not quite there just yet. Um, 
Hunter Clark had 95 points. He has been used in the, well, he was used in the midfield. I think it's 24% of the CBAs after being 39% last week. Uh, just in a game, I think. Well, like first of all, it's really good to see Hunter Clark actually come out and put, mm. up, put up a good score. And, you know, we actually get a decent run at football. I think that's been his biggest issue out of everything is just playing some consecutive games. Yeah. But we know his fantasy pedigree. This is a really fantasy-friendly game again. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm still hopeful, but I just don't think it's like we can't just be super kind of sold on Hunter Clark just yet. But yeah. the, the signs are there is what I'm trying to say. Would you agree? Yeah. He's always had that ability. Um, he's just been super unlucky with injuries and, and those kind of impact injuries, not necessarily the Correct. the soft tissue ones. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously helps that Jack Steele's out and, and gives him a bit more of a role there. But um, look, I'm, I've been bullish on him since kind of day one and um, just kind of glad he's he's got that continuity together this season. We'll move on to West Coast. Uh, Jaden Hunt had 95 mm-hmm. points. That's back to back good scores for Jaden yeah. Hunt. What I've kind of noticed is he's kind of kicked uh, Andrew Gaff off of his wing. And if I'm not mistaken, I'll double check this, but I think Gaff was used a lot more on the inside. Yeah, 57% of the CBA this week. So a huge bump. Like that's what, 20, 25 to 32% bump in the CBAs there for um, for Gaff. So it's pushed him back into the middle. And it's kind of like they've gone, well, we need some. Well, this is what I've been saying for the last few weeks. Mm. They're traditionally a pretty slow side mm-hmm. West Coast and Hunt's just come in and he's providing that run mm-hmm. that's really helped them um, on that wing and I don't see him slowing down like I don't see an, a 100 plus average but I you know I think he could average like around that 80 mark if he keeps yep. going with this because I think they're a player he wants to use do you agree? Oh totally and and this season that he's put together so far and we saw the glimpses of it in the preseason and he was a guy I was keen to get involved in just off those games um, looking back on his stats 2017 he averaged 72.5 yep. in 22 games and that was probably peak um, Jaden Hunt when when you know he was that prime mover off the halfback flank for yeah. um, Melbourne, and we kind of see him, um, you know, wing halfback a bit, uh, playing that same, um, you know, ball user kind of role. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I think that's where his scores come from. He's he kicking goals too. Yeah, he's always kicked goals. And I think he's always shown it. It's just like the role that he played at Melbourne was just so team accountable, and he never got that flair because you know you've had guys like Brayshaw and you've had guys like Salem back there, and 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 other really good guys on the wing like Langdon. Yeah. Now he's kind of come into a team where they don't really have a lot of that you know, experience or quality on there. Yeah. Um, and he's just making the most of it. So, you know, you know I, I, he averaged 72 in 2017 and 77 so far this year. I think that's minimum. I reckon he can push yeah, that I 80, so 85. Yeah, yeah, I think the 70 should be the benchmark for yeah. him and he should push up to the 80 mark if he keeps going like this. Totally. Just depends on circumstances, who, you know, comes in, who comes out, that sort of thing. I think Chester came out as well, so that was less kind of, you know, rotation there. Just got a bit more. But, but there's still a lot of those anyway. kids that I don't think they're going to have, they're not going to yeah, be able to play correct. week in, week out. So, um, he fits you know, up, he he's fits 28 and he's that perfect kind of age bracket to you know, a guy who should be around that team for another, you know, two, three, four years. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, while they got yeah. yeah. Uh, Isaac Rankin, I think I have to make him too good for the podcast. He's got he 92 not? points on the weekend. What have you been doing the, the last four weeks? Well, no, because the issue is we just keep going like, well, you know, he's playing that forward role, not enough midfield for us. Um, but, it, you know, if he doesn't kick goals, he's not going to score. Like the issue is he just keeps kicking goals. <laughs> so if we've just got to make him too good for the so podcast. He's almost evolved past that where he's <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. he's bloody an excellent footballer. Yeah, now. just keeps kicking goals, keeps putting those scores up. So we're going to have to make him 2G4P, I think. Tick him off. Um, Riley Thilthorpe. I caught a lot of grief in our group chat about mm. Riley Thilthorpe. Mm. Purely because I said one day he, I think he'll be the number one ruck. I said one day. That was my exact didn't quote. Didn't you tweet that as well? No, 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 I didn't. I tweeted, uh, I retweeted something that said uh, Riley Thilthorpe looks like he could move into the number one ruck role this year. Mm. And then they've got everyone, our group chat's gone, oh, I have said he's going to be the number one ruck did this you say year. It was nice to get something right. Yeah. I think that was the- I said in the future. I didn't say when, like this year. Okay. But anyway, 
big brave call from Hef. One day Riley Thilford might be a good player. <laughs> well, he's already moving into that ruck role as kind of the backup this week. And How many hitouts do you have on the weekend? Uh, not a heap, but okay. when he was around the I think he had right. eight or nine. But when he was around the ground is when he kind of did a lot of his scoring. So yeah, I don't think he kicked. I think he kicked one goal, maybe. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it was just taking marks around the ground, like when he was in in the ruck and like you know just getting kicks around the ground and stuff like that. So yeah, not winning the uh, contest, but um, yeah, definitely scoring and you know picking marks. So yeah, nine marks and a goal is what he had. So pretty decent outing for Riley Thilthorpe. And yeah, like just genuinely looks good re- around the ground. So he's kind of starting to make that evolution into the number one ruck roll. So we got 41, 74, 92. Yeah, it's solid scoring. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know if he's number one ruck material just yet. Not yet, but in the future. Okay. I think well, when you victory think, lapping. Keep when you think lapping. about when you think about Strawn, he looks like a, a giraffe when he's out there. Rolly, uh, sorry, Rob looks already looks like a giraffe. And I think the fans don't want him in there. Like I feel like they want him out and they want Phil Thorpe in full time anyway. So yeah, we'll see how we go. But Hef, you know that the fans don't get what they want. You've been a poor supporter long oh, enough to God, know that yes. that's not what yes, happens. We my keep friend. getting uh, gaslighted into you know thinking we're the we're the idiots and and, uh, yeah, the board is way ahead of us. But anyway, that's an issue with our supporters and our club at the moment. Uh, Judson Clark is the uh, next one I want to talk about. I didn't watch mm. this game, but yep. he scored 90 points. In the preseason, he played on the wing. Like For the both preseason games, he played mm. pretty much 100% on the wing. Was mm. this the case on the weekend or not? Uh, he was a bit of a utility on the week. And, okay. um, but once again, another one of these young Tigers that they've blooded really nicely um, over the, you know well, this week, I should say. Uh, but um, there's a lot of talk around him, I think, internally in the club that a lot of people think he's a very, very good player. So he might be one that's very much flying under some radars. Um, yeah, I think so too. That um, that people should be looking out for. Yeah. I'm not, uh, is he a, he's forward status, I think? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. So we know that they can be tough. Uh, and look, they the Tigers played reasonably well on Saturday considering they were- They lost. You know, they lost. Yeah. Um, you know, Lynch will probably be out this week. Um, you know, will they? what will they do with Koch and et cetera like that? But, yeah. you know, they might come to that tipping point soon where they're like- what, what are we doing? Like, are we in a bit of a mini rebuild? Well, not a rebuild because they've you know, gone yeah, got we, Hopper and Taranto. Do we want to blood some youth? You know, uh, guys, some like, yeah, guys like, like Cotchen, 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 on the subs, Cotchen you know, and yeah. Rewalt, you know, what are you doing with a guy like, uh, yeah. maybe Cameron McIntosh is rough. But, you know, like that kind of player. No, I think where, that's valid. Where, yeah, like, he's you know, one that you'd probably want to just try something else with. Yeah. So, like, and he's someone like you could move out and play Clark in his position, Correct. for sure. Yeah. The thing is, like, I was spruiking him in the preseason, just saying, I was just saying, pick him up late because I think when he comes in, I reckon they've got a midfield role earmarked for him mm-hmm. one day if you could stash him away, like a wing kind of outside yep. role earmarked for him that might be fantasy friendly. The guy I'm playing this week has Lynch, who mm-hmm. got injured and probably suspended. Was that right? I didn't see this game. Wait, I don't think he's, I think he's gone to a funeral. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, he's probably going to put Judson Clark on this week mm-hmm. and probably beat me with Judson Clark mm-hmm. on it in this side. So, yeah. Interesting. We'll see what happens, but I might be going to early on Judson Clark but I just I just I rate him really highly yeah I, look he's one for me that might kind of be another year or two away from yeah, really popping but yeah. I think he's one you should be having on your radar yeah I agree yeah. Uh, Liam Stock had 88 points which is good to see him bounce back after a uh, low week last week um, I, I think he's just a product of a system that's working mm-hmm. St. Kilda seem to cut off a lot of the footy like late in their defence. You know what I mean? Like teams yeah. kind of go attack and they just, someone chops in and takes out the mark. And then it's generally move the ball very quickly sideways and then attack from there. And I think like a lot of these St. Kilda defenders are getting kind of some de- decent pill just being chipped around a bit in the back line before they attack. So yeah, Liam Stock is um, definitely a product of that. For that reason, like I don't mind him as an option. Um, I know you know in drafts he's probably already picked up, or but the thing is he might be like if if you play like us with no um, no waiver wires, he might be left in a pool mm. somewhere. So I reckon if you can get him in a mid season draft or something like that, 
Liam Stocker, I think, is going to keep putting up decent scores every now and then, I reckon. Like, there will be low ones like last week. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think Stocker is one that can put up good ones from time to time. Uh, Lockie Ash had 89 points. Kay's one of your boys. He said boy. it was Ash season. Started very very lean the first couple mm. rounds. Put up back-to-back good scores. Yep. Um, what, what's your take on him? Well, you know, Ash season doesn't really start until it gets a bit cooler. And, like, it's been a bit of a warmer <laughs> autumn so far. Okay. So, the colder it is... Um, that's when Ash season really starts to bloom. Okay, is there any any saying like any reasoning behind that? I think Ash uh, no, I think he's actually just settled into that role. I associate and Ash with hotter things, and they've, you know, and they've figured ashes. out. No, it's like <laughs> it's a bit opposite world okay. where we live in, uh, okay. in Ash season. Yeah, but um, I think he's just settling into that role now. You know, it kind of yeah. took him a, a week or two to find his feet, and um, that's fair. But he does he looks to have kind of found that niche and I think that what do you have 88 on the weekend 89 89 I, I think yeah. that's like nice little strike zone for him I don't think those you know 120 days what we saw previously just because they've got a lot of those similar guys back there yeah but um, yeah I think that's a, a nice little level where Lucky Ash will sit for the rest of the year does it again next week he's auto 2G4P heck so. yeah uh, Hugo Rousmith didn't see the game uh, yep. what was your take yeah, on impressive off half back um there was this play, and I think they highlighted it on Fox Footy. It was like uh, Sonsi led the tackle, fed it out to Ralph Smith. He ran through, um, got it onto Clark or someone like that. So a lot of those guys linking. But yeah, Ralph Smith, one of those guys, similar to Rioli, just takes the game on with his with his foot speed. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what the Tigers need, just a bit of that that line breaking speed off off half back to, you know cut through a few teams always look like a fantasy type um, especially has, like early yeah. last year and things like that so yep. if he can progress and he might be one of those players that kind of comes in and you know gets a bit more of a run in the next few weeks mm-hmm. uh, Finn Callahan uh, traded him out in classic damn it and then he scored 88 <laughs> points um, good to see him just do this in full strength uh, in a full strength team I think mm-hmm. round one he scored pretty well because everyone got injured and he started getting yep. CBAs and stuff yep. but yeah he bounced back uh, from his last two weeks where he kind of did his shoulder and just yeah. lean last week. Yeah. He's a good user of the ball. Good decision maker. Yeah. Like I noticed like his vision is quite good. Like mm-hmm. he'll hit kicks that I wouldn't even, you know, you wouldn't even think players are there and he'll hit them up type of thing. So yeah. I think he's a player that they really want to, you know, get him into this side, you know, and make him a pivotal part of it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Totally. I uh, love him. Love the way he goes about it. I think he's one of those guys similar to Ash or, you know, and probably, um, Tanner Bruins a bad example because he ended up getting dropped. But like these are these guys who we've talked about all preseason who are, you know, we think are gonna break out this year. Um, and a lot of you get a lot of that classic um, noise going, oh, they're shit, they're shit, they're shit, because they're not hitting these ridiculous marks that these guys thought they were. But from a keeper league point of view, like just have a bit of bit of patience with someone like Callahan. And I think, you know, as you can see on the weekend, he's gonna build from that and build from that. And, you know, hopefully by the end of this season, he kind of gets to that level where where we kind of pegged him at the preseason. But um just takes a few, you know, weeks, months to kind of few of these guys to get into their rhythm. Do you reckon he's more of an outside player? A lot of people think seem to think he's got some inside game to him. Do you think he gets a run in that midfield ever? For me, does he looks a lot like Josh Kelly in yeah. terms of like his, you know, that size. Kelly's his movement. Kelly does get moved to the outside a bit. And he's but he, so, that's what yeah. I mean. He's probably for me. Yeah. He can be that guy who can quite go in or out yeah, yeah. and you know like um you know josh kelly's scoring can fluctuate a bit but realistically he's pretty consistent and um even when he does play outside he still scores pretty well too so yeah um yeah i just think guys like that who use the footy really well they're the they're the kind of players that teams will look to you know to be their distributors or their main ball movers so uh, you know big ticks for for Kim, finn callahan the fantasy world's been pretty quiet on the zote zach mm. guthrie yep. uh, i think that's probably one of his I, bet, I think it was his best score of the mm-hmm. year today playing as Hawthorne I don't know how much been. you can uh, you know, count that but 
Uh, 87 points. Tom Stewart was taken out of the game, really, and he kind of just mopped up in his abs, well, you know, mm-hmm. being tagged out of it, essentially. Um, what's your take on Guthrie? Do you reckon he can do this more regularly, or do you reckon it's kind of a week-to-week proposition with him? Yeah, I just think he's kind of sitting in a bit of no-man's land at the moment. Like, he's he's never going to get dropped because he plays his role really well, but also he's not going to yeah. ever have that super fantasy-friendly role. Duncan came in this week and just went bananas yeah. as well, but he still scored okay, but I don't know. Maybe, but, maybe that takes the pressure off him. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what Guthrie's average is this year, but, like, for me, he's kind of a guy who... You know, if he's a D5, it's fine because he might put up a 85, 90 each week, but yeah. I don't think he's going to get less than like a, a 60, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he plays the right type of game. Yeah. But um, yeah, probably just not as consistent as people thought he might be um, given how he finished last year. Uh, Cozzy pick at 87 points. He backed up round one. Didn't go as huge, obviously, but that forward and midfield time, I guess, is kind of real. He's only one game away from 2G4P, so I don't think we need to really discuss it too much. We just let it play out and see what happens. But yeah, signs are good for Cozzy Pickett. Jake Saligo, mm. uh, 87 points. He might get a sneaky forward status really? coming up. Well, he kicked two goals on the weekend. And just looking at the wings, like he's he's starting up there at some of them. But, yeah, he seems to be getting a lot of the ball inside 50 and kicking a few goals here and there as well. So I'm not sure how the starting positions actually work out. But the two times that I've actually got to watch the Crows in depth this year, just notice him in the forward line a lot. So, yeah. He's a good player. Just keep it keep right. He's a very good player. We're still scoring well if he is playing up forward. So, yeah, not going too badly. Um Xavier Dersma had 86 points. He just had a solid game on the wing. It's just a player that would really need to back it up. Just like Port Adelaide really just needs to back it up before I can get any excitement. That's I for watched sure. that game on, on the weekend and it didn't really impress me. Yeah. Like in terms of like, it wasn't like, oh man, Dersma's doing some right really good place, stuff. Right place, right time with a few marks and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, and a few like good contested marks and yeah. stuff like that, but nothing really fancy. No. Yeah. So Agreed. I don't know. Didn't break the game open or anything like that. So yeah, I'm not getting excited. Just um, could even be a tip of the cap. I don't know. Maybe I'm... No, that's too harsh. He's too young young for that. too bitter. Too young for that. Uh, Will Powell, 86 points. Um, Again, another one we don't really need to talk about because we have raved about him for Mm -hmm. years. We just need him to see him, A, not get injured, and B, just put up some scores consistently. Almost in the Hunter Clark mould. Yes, absolutely. Where, you know... We know he can be a good player and a good scorer. Just needs to um, right actually string some games together. Speaking of good players, uh, Josh Rochelle. How's he not been too... What are you guys points. doing this podcast when I'm not here? Again, we're saying he's too goal dependent uh, on that. So he probably should be too good for the podcast as well. Jeez, but, these uh, other bloody guest hosts got no idea. Uh, no. You're not strict no. enough. You've got two G4P guys. No, because when we see like guys playing forward roles and relying on you know relying on goals to get a bulk of their scoring in an Adelaide side that shouldn't be that good... Guys are relying on too much data. There's not enough gut feel on this podcast no, anymore. I don't know about that. But no, like he really should be because like he just keeps kicking goals and that that's how he gets like those 86 points. Like if he doesn't kick those three goals, he's scoring in the 50s type thing. So it's uh, Adelaide going to keep winning and scoring well. That's basically how it works. I don't know. He just looks hungry for goals, which is always well, nice. I think like, he's like, you know, Toby Green. Like Toby Green doesn't leave too many games without kicking two or three. Toby Green isn't too good for the podcast though, yeah. either. <laughs> well, but you know, he's the guy. He's the guy. Yeah, yeah. How many people are delisting Toby Green at the end of the year? No, no, no one. one. Who's yeah. delisting Josh Shelley? No one. Two G for PM. Come on. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, we'll have of... to keep coming on being the voice of reason on this well, podcast. Well, that means we won't have any players to talk about, really. We'd only be talking about the players that are left in our pool, really. And then the, <laughs> and then the 22 guys that play for Port as well. <laughs> yeah, they can all go. Uh, Chase Jones, um, 85 points. Uh, I don't know. Was he just filling the peddler void I this week? So. Yeah, so a lot of people are pretty excited about him. But In, in my mind, there's no way Luke Peddler doesn't come straight yeah. back. And it just goes out for him, especially like yeah. So winning side, it's hard to drop some people in, in the first place. You mm-hmm. think you figure you just drop the guy that 
came in for him and played yep. a similar type so role. Last in, first out. Yeah, 17 kicks at 86%, so he wasn't bad. But, yeah, I think he might just be unlucky this week. Uh, Peter Laddams had 84 points. He's just been pretty handy this year, um, mm. given that he's given like an extended crack at the number one role. Yep. Everyone's worried about Hickey coming back in, but I think for Sydney's development, they've just got to keep playing Laddams as the ruck, I reckon, because next year that's what it's going to be anyway. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see. Hickey's still a while away, isn't he? I, I think, think so. Fitness-wise. Yeah, so. He, might even, he might even retire before this happens, especially if Sydney keep losing. Don't know. So, I don't but know. yeah, Laddams has been solid without being breathtakingly amazing or anything like that. Like, yeah. Well, he would have turned up round one if he didn't get subbed out. Mm. So he should have a higher average than he did. Than he did. So I think he got subbed out in seventy five. So speaking of uh, that game, is Scott Lysett back on the pod? Uh, yeah, he should be actually, but he's not scoring enough to even be talked about. So God. Yeah. B two P him uh, in What's a second. To him. Ah, uh, year out and he's thirty now. Jeremy you know. Finlayson's almost like your number one right. No, Jeremy Finlayson was too handy up forward this week. Kicked three goals. Very, very played very well. Um, Cam Zerha, eighty-two points. Um, yeah, after raving about him last week, he backed it up for me. He's getting pretty close to the podcast. He's getting used a lot in the midfield now. He's a really good clearance player. Mm-hmm. The thing that what, what he scored so well this week though is just he scored three goals and kicked four and one out in the full, maybe even two out in the full. So he should have had a massive day. Really, but uh, look, he's playing some midfield time, kicking goals. I love his role this year. Yeah, I same. don't know why he wasn't playing it last year or even the year before. Like, yeah. his body's built for it. Like, he looks like a clearance beast and, yeah, David Noble or whatever. Was David Noble? Yeah, yeah last just, year. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. Yeah, no, Clucko comes in, he's, you know, brings some sense to the coach game. coach an AFL team, it seems pretty <laughs> easy. Uh, and Darcy Tucker had a full game uh, playing on the wing, so he had seven nine points, so he's listed as a forward, so he could be in a few waiver wires given he didn't start round one, and if you're playing shallow leagues, they drop him back and things like that, so mm. keep your eye on him because he could be a pretty handy forward contributor um, yeah, if you can get him. Uh, we'll talk about the rookies and the debutants uh, this week, so uh, I guess the Debutant was oh, Bailey Humphrey was a debutant, forty-seven points. Mm-hmm. Um, looked a little lost in that game, um, but I think give him some time, he should be pretty handy. Ned Moyle also um, yeah, debuted. My boy scored seventy-four points, but thirty-three points of those were when Marshall yeah, I was, was, say, I was following off. the score, and I was like, Ned Moyle was on twenty <laughs> yeah. for heaps of the game, and then and I was like, I wonder what he ended up like, scoring, and then it was like seventy. I was like, shit, how did he get there? That's how little St Kilda rated him, I think, because I was just like, I oh, will just take our Ruckman off and let him just do his thing for yeah. the last quarter, and we'll still be fine. So. Um, yeah, uh, don't know what to make of it. Like, good scoring debut. It's going to look great on the breakout tracker. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'll be reading too much into it, which was only out with soreness, soreness as well. So, he should come straight back. I obviously didn't watch the game. Did, did you watch any of it? Or did you uh, see this? Well, like, did he course. look likely? Because uh, his nah. VFL stats are pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he looked like he looked, it wasn't awful. But he looked like outclassed by Marshall, obviously. Well, that's, so. yeah, it's probably a tough yeah, yeah. first yeah. game matchup. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Will Ashcroft, uh, seventy six points. Like, you really should be two G four P because no, you know, no one's going to drop him back to waivers or anything like that. But I feel like he has killed some of the other scorers and probably isn't going as big as he should just given the spread of midfielders. Mm. I look at McCluggage yeah, is out yeah. in the wing a lot more. Yeah. Now Dunkley's just I don't even know what Dunkley's doing. Like he's uh, he's in the midfield, but Dunkley's, he's playing more of an accountable role. Dunkley's than, yeah, Dunkley from a fantasy point of view is. Bad news. Yeah. I don't, yeah, don't love it at the moment. So, it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Um, but I think Will Ashcroft is probably not scoring as well as he should because he's sharing with players like Dunkley and that. And then he's also bringing those guys down at the same time. So, mm. interesting to think about. Uh, Mateus Philippou actually got a run in the midfield this week. Uh, had a few CBAs. So, just monitor that. His scoring definitely jumped up as well. It seems like there's some sort of trend with CBAs and scoring on the on the whole case. Uh, <laughs> we talked about Bailey. Oh, Dylan Williams uh, as well. Uh, second game. 
So not he a, just you know, looked but, okay. Yeah. I just kind of figured, what's he doing? Like you've got Riley Bonner, Darcy Byrne Jones, all these yeah. other blokes playing in the twos, and you've just got some forward playing back. Like, Bonner's well, yeah, Bonner's been training as a like a midfield, like a winger this year. So he's being uh, held out there with Williams up on the weekend. Yeah, Williams has been uh, training, I guess, moving to a halfback role. He wasn't f- quick enough up forward, but I don't know. You need to be kind of quick to be a halfback flanker as well. But anyway, it looked better than he did last time. It so. was fine. It was yeah, just yeah. like I was just kind of. He like, had a good game confused. without like scoring well fantasy wise, but yeah, commentary are raving about him and I thought he was solid for a guy playing his second game as well yeah yeah definitely didn't look out of place um, some of the B2P players so these are guys that have come back to the pod recently We what we were saying we're going to bring Lysette back to the pod you oh, reckon if you don't there's something wrong with this podcast yeah probably should come back um, Jack String is a B2P after last season he had 93 points he was back in a big way interesting thing he only had two centre bounce tenances and kicked three goals so playing as a forward I guess like last few years you've kind of used him in predominantly as a forward but just go in there to do some clearance work mm-hmm. but I think Setterfield takes that kind of out of him yep. and he just sits forward but it could be good for his game to make him you know less gassed and just kick a few more up mm. there so I don't know uh, yeah Jack Stringer he was just back in a big way monitor that one Toby Green what's he on back to pod for what Jack Stringer Toby Green because he averaged like what 60 something last 70 something last year 74.4 74. yes that brings him back to pod I think we'll <laughs> and he did have a 20 something last week as oh, well that was just a bad game yeah yeah I think we'd make him too good for the podcast 118 again. 89 and 96 yeah we have to make it There's, I think that's called an outlier I'm yeah. not great with stats <laughs> as you know but I think that's an outlier it is an outlier yes, thank you you're right, you're right. Um, I think we just needed to see one more good game before we can tick that one off but I think we can tick off uh, too good for the podcast for Toby Green he's back I think being captain just revitalise him mm. does what he wants a bit more goes in midfield a bit more leads from I like it. a bit more I like yeah. it a lot gentlemen Impey at 89 points he's got a pretty good role and looks mm-hmm. he was pretty shit in the first half but the second half when they were getting pumped he was probably one of the best oh, I don't even know I can't even find better players in there yeah. um, but he's got a good role looks reasonably safe I know Bramble's trying to fight his way back in there Scrimshaw's mm-hmm. in and out um, but he takes kick-ins as well so that's handy little bump for his scoring there end up with 89 this week so he's got back that. to that form a couple years ago where he was actually playing well, similar to this I think his worst score this Years like 68 or something like yeah, that. So and that's fine. Yeah, he's kind of right. D5. Generally 70s, but then today popped out in 89. Yeah. So not too bad. Um, Jordan Ridley's BTP, but he probably should be 2G4P again. Um, he just looks so much better with Zerk Thatcher doing defensive work for him so he can kind of get off the chain mm-hmm. a little bit. So he'd added two points. And I think with Seb Ross too, you've just got to keep riding that wave with uh, Jack Steele out of the side because he's had a bit of a bump over the last few weeks. Maybe try to sell high on him perhaps um, because, yeah, I think when Steele comes back, he might struggle given that he wasn't even in the side uh, in, in the early rounds when Steele was playing. So, yep. Yep. yeah, um, just keep that in mind. Um, before we move on to the next part of the show, I uh, just want to thank our members. So if you're interested in supporting the show, keeping the podcast going and ensure it uh, happens from year to year, uh, please sign up and become a member. A lot of work does go into producing this. So with the members, um, it allows us to take the time to actually get this podcast running and going and yeah, um, keep it moving forward. Um, if you do become a member, you'll get our CBA analysis, analysis numbers, kick-in numbers, State League fantasy scores. Kaiser's Grey article uses those each yep. week. Yep. Um, also access to the breakout tracker, which I'm managing to, I've got a new method of updating, which means I can update it on, you know, Sunday nights, Monday nights, straight away. I don't have to wait to other stats come out and stuff like that. So Dang. it's pretty handy. It's already updated. Uh, oh, sorry. No, it's not. I was updating it when you messaged me that you were coming early. So mm. it's going to be done after this podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you to the gold members. Uh, actually, I'll let you read them out, Kays. Uh, they're just up on my screen here if you need to. Right, got them. Uh, got them. Daniel Paradiso, Ethan Bennell, 
Gerald Rayner, Ben Fraser, David Larkham, Joe D, Bonzalo Piguan, Kyle Petty, Daniel Della Primavera, and Matt Turkic. Some tricky names there, so I thought I'd let you have them. Uh, good to see Joe Danaher. I'm pretty sure who that is, Joe D. Joe Danaher. Um, yeah, signing up yep. to the show, so another celebrity. We talked about Footy Rhino, like Ryan Daniels last week. Really? Yeah, he's, he's on board. He's been a member for years, actually. He's been one of the first. He's like a founding member. What a great bloke. Really support us. Yeah, a great bloke. But um, yeah, <laughs> thanks to all the members out there, especially the gold ones that we just mentioned. But um, yeah, you can also support the podcast in other ways. Just you know, follow our YouTube channel, get around us on Twitter. Um, yeah, retweet our stuff, like our stuff, help it um, go up the uh, go up the charts and things like that. So yeah. yeah. Help pay for Hef's blue tick. <laughs> what? You're such a tall poppy syndrome type of guy, guys. You just hate anyone moving up in the world, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I've got no issues with you moving up in the world, but don't pay for your blue tick, mate. Yeah, the blue. Well, you can't. You don't get them any other way anymore. That's the problem. And uh, the blue tick <sighs> you, is required for any video over two minutes. What's what right? videos are you posting over two minutes? Well, there's quite a few that I put up there. No, you personally. Well, not the personal, but I've put on the uh, the main pod as well. Also, Why doesn't the pod have a blue tick then? It does. Does it? Yeah, both we have. It's a package deal, uh, business deal. Um, um, okay. And also, you need it for to for your Twitter post to appear in the For You section. They don't otherwise, so you can't reach new followers. It's fine. It's very important to have I a case. I keep getting new followers like every day. I think they're bots, but still. <laughs> uh, we'll move on to the uh, Mr. Consistent uh, section here. Um, these are guys that are probably never going to be too good for the podcast, but really handy to own for when they pop up. Uh, Charlie Cameron is the first one, 107 points, six goals. We basically fight every year over drafting. Him. Neither of us got him this year. No, no, yeah. we both had him the last few years. Though. Yeah, yeah. When he kicks goals, he scores pretty well, and this is no exception. Probably have a fifty next week, but I don't know. Brisbane might get on a roll, and he might be okay. Now, Callum Wilkie, he's mm. had two big scores in a row, mm-hmm. and he's kind of like um, Stocker. I was talking about before, product of a good system, and the kind of the game style allows him to score. I was just looking at that. Thirteen of their players scored eighty plus on the weekend. Yeah, that's seven guys ton up. So yeah. that's just ridiculous. Yeah, I know it's Gold Coast are an easy one to score against as well. So it does a lot of but, things but, going but right. Still, but like, yeah. that's next level. Yeah, and back to back scores. The thing with Wilkie was like playing on taller players. Like at one stage, I saw him at King. One stage, he was on Lacoche's, mm-hmm. but he just kind of run off and join in that link up when they did get the ball yep. um, and he was just kind of running off and they weren't really going after him mm-hmm. so um, and he took a few intercept marks as well which was quite good was he a mature age player like a late yeah he pick came up? from the um, Sandfall I'm pretty sure yeah right mm. so it was a pretty good pick up there for mm. Wilkie but I think yeah he's just settling into that system um, and he's scoring pretty well at the moment so yeah uh, Brent Daniels he's one of your boys K he's 95 I don't points. know why he's in Mr. Consistent he should be in the breakout <laughs> track area how old is he uh, I've just got his stats up now he yeah. is 24 I guess that kind of does feel 24 like injury affected years. Yeah. I just don't think I'm he's ever going to be too good for the podcast. That's why I just don't have him there. Uh, look, he's come off a massive injury and he's 66, 59, 72, 95. Might move Mate, in there I, if he shows some more consistency. I like him so much. He's in my classic team, Hef. Um, yeah, but your classic team is a fucking rabble. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're a bunch of tries. Um, we give our best week in week That is out. not a compliment. If you're, if you're in your classic team, that's a reason not Mate, to Mate, he's gone up fucking 58 grand this week. <laughs> yeah, sure. 58 grand. He did. Okay, cool. Is that open, is it? Sweet. I'll look no, at that just up. Just is the... Um, Footy wire. Okay. Uh, ben Ainsworth, uh, 94 points. I didn't start him this week. And Why not? I was 
It he was said Ken, your forward line's yeah, fucking no. tough, and he's. I was came down to him and Archie Perkins because I loop hold yeah. Danaher on. I don't just start Danaher. I had to take one That's off. A no brainer. Yeah, I know. I thought Archie Perkins might go all right this week against GWS, but it didn't really happen. Um, no, you deserve to lose. You've made some horrible decisions. This game week. too. I wish I knew that beforehand because uh, I think you really lifted for it. But yeah, Ainsworth is a very consistent player. We'll always get you around the seventy mark. He'll average mid seventies. So yeah, definitely own him if you can. Uh, well, Mitch McGovern had eighty nine points. He got injured, did he? Well, he's going to be out for a bit. Is that I don't right? think so, did he? Or did he get suspended? Or am I just getting mixed up? I don't know. Anyway, he, Mitch McGovern is pushing towards that uh, he's been great for 80 average. Um, that we, we talked about 70, but um, he's averaging 79. Mm. So, we, we yeah, we projected a 70 average. He's averaging 79. So Very nice. He's scoring pretty well at the moment. Very nice. Don't know if he'll ever be 2G, but he's getting close. Um, Bailey Fritch and Alex Neil Bullen, they probably should be uh, tip of the caps, but they always score well when they're beating up on lesser teams. Now mm-hmm. they, they're consistent. They're hand down. Um, solid. Yeah, they're solid players. Jacob Weedering as well. We talk about him every week. Like he had 85 points on the weekend. He's averaging 78 now. So like when, yeah. when he gets freed up, like we talked about, you know, he's got a few bit of support there, like McGovern and stuff back mm. there. He gets off and takes a few more marks and things like that. He doesn't have to lock down as much. So mm. yeah, Weedering is a good one to own. And uh, Jack Silvani talked about him last week as well. 83 points and only scored a goal. He kind of, with um, Kerno and Mackay, like he might be a bit quieter this week because he might have to play taller. Um, but he is just allowed to kind of just roam a bit more and mm-hmm. do his own thing. And that just allow, you know results him getting a few marks further up the ground and stuff like that. I feel against the Crows this week, it's probably a good matchup for him. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's just that he, he'll probably have to play, like he'll get a decent defender this week out of Murray and who's the other one? Butts and... Duday. Uh, yeah, because what's his name? Suspended. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I'm thinking he might Sorry. actually get, and he might have to play closer to goal. I retract my statement. This week. Yeah. That's, yeah. Instead of just roaming around. Um, tip of the cap. So these are the guys who scored well, but don't expect it regularly. Grime Myers had 102 points. Um, half forward, just Geelong absolutely dominant. It was a feast for mm. Geelong players today. Uh, Jack Higgins had 114 points, but five goals there. He's, he, might, he might be more of a consistent type, but. He's, I just like, I don't know. I think we just expect so much more of Jack Higgins just given where he's come from and what he's done in the past. Um, Jeremy Finlayson had 101 points. That was on the back of three goals. Got to remember this is in a game where both of the opposition key defenders got mm-hmm. injured in like by half time. They yep. were down by. Yep. So, and that's probably led to Port winning as well, actually. Um, Correct. Being that happening. So, and yeah. dodgy umpiring. <laughs> that too. Uh, when Port, Port had the worst free kick differential, the third worst free kick differential. You realise that free played. kick differential is not actually a thing. I know, but there were some bad calls both ways. There like, were some horrible calls both ways. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think, yeah, we've get, we've definitely got a bad rub over the last three weeks, but I think you, you, you exacerbate it when it's your own team anyway. Um Tom McDonald, 99 points, kicked four goals. Not expecting that every week. Um, don't even know if he's in the side 100%, but he's going okay. Well, went okay last week. Mm. Oscar Allen, same deal. Is he points, three goals. Oscar Allen? Maybe. Like, missed all of last year. Oh, it's, the I know West Coast to, it's the key forward factor yeah, for me. Yeah, you are against you. It's just sad. Is he going to be a better player than Josh Kennedy? And is he going to be a better player than Jack Darling? Uh, so guys that are rarely, maybe too good for the podcast, one or two seasons of their career. No. Yeah, so that's where, that's where I've got him there. Um, Lewis Young, 88 points, took 10 marks. Case's old theory about 10 marks for defenders. And it works. <laughs> yeah, because it it's, works. Because it's guaranteed 60 points minimum. Well, take uh, marks then. <laughs> um, Curtis Taylor, uh, 83 points. Uh, he was forward, kicked a goal, rolls up to the wing, so he gets a nice roll every now and then. Um, and he can put, put up scores like this, but... Yeah, don't think expect it too often. Sam Collins. I had a point to make about Sam Collins. 86 points. Oh, he's playing on um, Caminity. Is that how you say it? Community? 
Kamenetti. So, Kamenetti, yeah. So young key forward. Kamenetti, I can't even say his name. Did kick uh, two goals though. Um, but yeah, I think it was just more experience playing on him. So that helped him there. Um, Jack Buckley played on uh, resting rucks. So he scored 82 points. Um, so that kind of helped him there for GWS. And Lockie Schultz pops up every now and then. Two goals, six tackles on the forward line in a very kind of contested day. Mm. Um, so yeah, 81 points there. So again, scored well, but don't expect it each week on to a few of the fossils uh, so these are the veterans that you should look to try to get if you're contending mm-hmm. now Nick Haynes is still I guess in keeper legs and stuff like that it's hard to pick up someone who's in the um, waivers if you you know don't play waivers mm-hmm. 126 points like he's he was reborn it was his saying um, he was reborn well he had some health issues chronic fatigue Easter. and stuff like that which he reckons he is uh over now right he took 17 marks um, and he's one way game away from being auto too good for the podcast. So if he's on your wave wires or if someone, I guess he's only 30 though. So he's probably he still had a that few more run. Years. He had that run a couple of years ago where he was actually, I'm pretty sure he was player. all Australian or at least all Australian squad. Like he was close. Just from a bloody um, fantasy, fantasy point, point of view. He's very good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's not the worst option. And if he is reborn, um, get on board. Uh, Brad Hill had 106 points. Um, he was just playing on the wing, but push forward and kick two goals. He's got the back forward status. Like that's what you want. In keeper legs, especially mm. this year when no one has utilities anymore. Yep. You want to play like him on your side. Oh, yeah. And Rory Sloan had 83 points. Um, he's getting more inside time. So he was on the wing the first couple of weeks, had eight CBAs. He played in the, in the inside last week against Port in the showdown as well. Um, so did Jordan Dawson, but uh, yeah, um, he's too good for the podcast. Surely no one wants Rory Sloan. I probably do, to be honest, because my eighth- like, Who has him? Trade him instantly to have- Because I am just... rotating Xavier Dersma or Jai Caldwell or someone in my last in my M7 spot. Why do you not want my beautiful David Swallow? I do. I just don't want to give up a Ford for him. That's all. Safe as houses. I'll take him off, yeah? We'll find we'll find it. We'll get a deal done. All right? I, I want so. David Swallow. Because I want someone who can just get like 60 to 70 yeah. each week, so I'm not rolling those guys who go 40 Swallow. stuff. Yeah, I'm happy with it. I'll take him in my M7 for sure. I just need to get the right trade done. You're just not having uh, one of my we'll Fords. put something forward to me. I will. Um, some scoring bumps that might happen uh, over- Well, that happened on the weekend and might continue. So, Brody Smith had 87 points. And I think this was more of a Jordan, uh, Jordan Dawson in the midfield type thing he's kind of using a lot more of the distribution more kick-ins and stuff like that mm-hmm. so um yeah just keep your eye on Brody Smith Jermaine Jones had 83 points um with with it and out uh, he scored pretty well but um that was a concussion protocol so he'd probably be back this week uh, if they mm-hmm. decide to bring him straight back in but mm-hmm. if he's out look to stream I think Jermaine Jones again next week and I think Connor McKenna with his 81 points um with Rayner going back forward that really helped him this week I think as well would you agree mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely did. Yeah, definitely did. Yeah, and McKenna found a fair bit of appeal on the weekend. Yeah, he exactly. Was, he was more than impressive. Yeah, so yeah. I think that can continue if they keep Rainer forward. Um, I think McKenna is one that you could probably start bringing onto your fields with a bit more confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, that is. All right, we'll get on to the listener questions for the week. Uh, first one comes from at Major Van Bam. Mm. Um, who's a better waiver uh, pickup, Draper or Finlayson Case? Mm, Draper. Yeah, I think so I, too. I like. I think. Uh, who will be who will actually deliver better scores? I think it'll be Finlayson, but I just worry about his um, week in week out performance. If that makes sense. Yeah, there's a few factors. So it looks good on the weekend, but mm. let's remember there was no key defenders left, or only Rampy, but he doesn't really play that tall anyway. So all the key defenders got injured. He scored well. 
Um, Miss Georgiades is a player that Port need to play or they're going to lose him. They're going to have to trade him or he was going to request a trade, basically. So, factor that in some stage of the year, Mitch is going to have to come back in, I think, and they're going to have to give him one more crack mm-hmm. um, at cementing his spot. And I think just Draper, for the future, he's got a number one ruck role tied down. Yeah, so, yeah. that's why I think Draper is probably yep. the best one out of the two of those. Even though Finlayson might pop up some good scores, I think you're going to get more games out of Draper. And long term, you're going to win with Draper, I think. Um, Kilimanjaro FF um, he's rehashing from last week now I fucked this up last week I think so mm-hmm. he said is Rory Laird still worth a first round draft pick and I I took that as would you trade next year's first rounder mm-hmm. for Rory Laird but I think he means um, is he worth picking up in a startup keeper league draft do you take Rory uh, Rory Laird sorry mm-hmm. in, the, in the first round I think statistically you would. But right now, after we've seen the first three rounds, only one score over 100, averaging yeah, 80-something. People loved him. Like, oh. he's, at, he's 30. I think to he's be 30. honest, like, I've, I was cold at him in the preseason, wasn't I? Well, if you looked, I uh, went back and looked at our um, startup mock draft. Mm. He only just scraped in the first round. Yeah. So, he- For me, I, wasn't, for me yeah. I was never going to touch him in my first round. Yeah, he yeah. Was ne- He was never going to make it because yeah. one, like, yeah, his, his age. And I actually just think that he's not- He's a good footballer, yes, yeah. but he's not like the footballer that's going to carry the Crows to their next flag. He's so, a good player in their, in a shit side, but when Crows are actually up and about, they don't need him because they're not trying to just force con- contest after contest after mm-hmm. contest. Not this year anyway. They're trying to actually like get the ball quickly to their forwards who can actually, mm-hmm. you know, Texas playing well and Fogarty's in, he's actually a decent forward. Now they've got Rankin who can kick goals. Like they're not trying to just kind of like force contest and slow the game down. They're actually trying to attack and try to win games mm. and I think last year it was really good for Laird because he could just like it'd be you know ball up tackle four points go again ball up tackle four points go again ball up get a kick a scrubby kick away mm. and in this chain of play he suddenly you know got 12 points or whatever yeah. whereas like now it's like he's if they don't move the ball quickly away he doesn't you know he doesn't score type thing yeah. so yeah I think I think he's a second round pick still, but yeah, at the moment, because he's still capable of huge ceilings, we've seen. But I think for consistency, I wouldn't be going him. But once again, I don't think like it's panic stations of trading no, anymore. Not. You know, like it's just like he's had a few bad games and things could change quite quickly in that cross yeah. midfield. I, for me, I just, for longer term, yeah, he was he was probably never in my selections anyway for a first rounder. For those playing rolling lockouts, I still find it very hard not to have a VC on him. Each week, mm. <laughs> because if he pops, he pops, and it's oh, like his game big scores. Over. His big scores are huge. Game like over what happened? Does. What round two, round yeah, yeah. three was it? Yeah, yeah. and then, and that's and that's almost a win for most sides. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, Three hundred points off the bat. If you've got a captain, correct, on it's there. just yeah. playing smart. Yeah. 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 Um, at Richie ninety six, uh, do you buy Jason Horn Francis stocks now, knowing he'll be a slow ban- burn until twenty twenty four? What do you think, guys? I don't know if I've been overly impressed with what I've seen from him this year. Like, he's shown some really nice glimpses, but do I think he's going to put four quarters of footy together and be, you know, Patrick Dangerfield? I, but I'm, it's more so, do you think he's going to be Patrick Dangerfield in next year, the year after that, year after that? No. Patrick Dangerfield's a very slow starter when you think about it, uh, fantasy-wise especially. Um, and if he plays a similar type game, I, th- I think yes. Like, I reckon if you can buy low now, it's the perfect time to do so. I don't You're going to get low, though. Yeah, no one's going to sell him low. That's a thing. But, you know, there's a lot of um, 
if you like, you know, listen to the traders and the classic crowd and whatever, there's a lot of negative negativity towards him in his fantasy game. Just wanting so much more from him yeah, now. No shit. <laughs> so fucking classic ruins all of fantasy. <laughs> no, it's the original. It's original and, and it's good. Oh, it's not good. Um, but anyway, uh, I was going to say original the best, but I do don't actually agree with that. Um, Thank God. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I do think Horn Francis is worth investing in now if you can get him. Don't expect four status. If don't you can expect- get him cheap off some guy who loves classic more than draft and is just fed up with him because he's not scoring 100 which he never was going to like then go for well, it well some people might be thinking as well he's not going to lose four status next season it's going to be a, you know low average he might be in a team that's in the window who knows but if you can get him like I reckon he's worth investing in I think speaking of classic um, I've heard from sources that this show is getting very classic-y is that true no absolutely not that person just said things to because he knew he hadn't been listening for weeks there's barely been a mention of classic good there's maybe been a few times where every guest i've had and i've just mentioned that i'm high, high ranked than them because they generally come from a classic background but that's probably about it uh, that's just more to feed your ego which is <laughs> correct which is on brand it's not so big enough as continue. it is um at bego's boys is Thil thorpe going to be a literal fantasy stud goals or no goals he scores uh, i think he's gonna be a very good player um if he gets a number one ruck roll, which I think he does in the future, I think he's going to be a good scorer. Uh, yeah, if he's going to be a number one ruck, sure. Yeah. I don't think they're going to use him as a key forward. You I, don't? No, because I think they'll use Gallant and... Is Gal- and who would you rather... If you're a Crows player, a fan, sorry, who would you rather go and see at full forward? Gallant or Philthorpe? It'll be Philthorpe now, but when, I'm thinking more when Rob retires, would you rather see Strawn in the ruck or would you rather see Philthorpe in the ruck? Strawn and Rob are the same age. That's true. So they'll retire at the same time. So they've got no one in the, in the waiting in the wings. No, but like, so Philthorpe, you're going to have to Are the they going to play hashtag Moneyball and just get some ruckman in? No, they probably could, but I think, I don't know. I think he's too good. Like, he's too, like you want that extra midfielder as your ruckman. I think he's got good skills. He's good around the ground. I think he can play that kind of extra midfielder as a ruck. You say that, and like, so who would be this the similar matchup like Luke Jackson, who they was, who's genuinely a big, tall midfielder in a way. Maybe right? oh Tim but English, like, really? But, yeah, like, but, they, but they don't have enough. That their forward craft is nothing compared to what Riley Thilthorpe's is. Yeah, that's true. Like a guy who can kick five or six goals at, at a the game. same time. Ron Marshall was a good, like, good forward, but they still have to play him in the ruck. Like they could play another ruckman there. They've also got yeah, Max King and you know Tim Membry down there. Where yeah. you know like Fogg is good, but like who else is tall? Like tall, tall. Yeah, I, no, Gallant's shown signs, but yeah, yeah. I, well, I'm. I think his value is too high as a key forward who can pinch it in the ruck if need be. I hope he rucks. Anyway. I think you can get a you know a makeshift ruckman you know recycled easily. Yeah. I don't think you can get a Riley I think we do understand easily. key forwards like Lukosius, for example. You want him as a key forward because he's just a freak. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, Nathan Ayres wants uh, Chase Jones. Oh, sorry. Is Chase Jones worth a look with his defender status? Uh, probably not at this stage. Wouldn't have thought. If he backs it up, like if he get plays, somehow gets a game this week and backs it up for sure, I think he's going to come straight back out though. But we won't see. He's always showing glimpses but never actually followed through, unfortunately. Correct. Anyways, uh, that wraps it up. Uh, under an hour this week, Kays. Well done. Thank we 2 GP'd, so, 2G4P'd so many last week, it wiped a few out. But anyway, uh, get around us on our socials uh, at Keeper League Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. Uh, get around our sponsors, Manscaped. Use Keeper20 at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. Uh, 
also make sure you're playing Game Day Squad, a new way to play fantasy football. Has it updated yet? Uh, probably not. Uh, not Game Day Squad, but uh, give, it, give it till tomorrow, I reckon. Uh, and look for my name in the uh, top 10 leaderboard for sure. Uh, and get around our membership program if you want to support the podcast. Anything you want to plug, Kay? What have you been up to? Read your articles. Uh, my articles are fucking fire. Get around um, you on Twitter. You don't need oh. a blue tick <laughs> to get followers. Blue ticks are fucking for losers. Um, <laughs> now, some good scores from the weekend in the twos, actually, have. Okay, yeah. Um, Toby McLean, 171. I did see that. Josh yeah. Faye, 130-something. My yep. boy. Yep. I'll make sure um, they read your article um, and get around those scores because, yeah, definitely some players worth Will looking at. Will Brody, 122. Could he be back? Could be. Oh. Jared Lyons, 142 for all the haters out there. He's never... Yeah, Jared Lyons coming back in and <laughs> scoring well. There is no way. McCluggage can't even get a kick. So, there's no way Lyons is coming in. Lyons back and all right. beautiful. We're, in the, we're wrapping it up here. I'm just wary about the theme song. I might not have long enough to run if we keep going here. So, all right. We'll talk to you next week. See you later. See you, everyone.